you this week. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you all again, I've told you last week, I'll tell you again, thank you so much for all the birthday gifts and the cards and the wishes. And, but most of all, thank you for the prayers. Because without those prayers, we can't do much. And we appreciate those because the prayers mean everything, right? I thank God for all that we have. I thank God for all that he has provided. But I thank most of all for his, his leadership and his guidance as we go through this life. Amen. Don't we have that? Amen. He leads us all. He, 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 he started a work in us. And he ain't going to back out on us now. Now if I'm grunting, it's because I yanked a muscle in my back this morning. I was after I got here and prayed, and I'm going to preach anyway. If i got to lay down on the floor there, it'll be all right, won't it? My mouth is still working fine, and I pray that my spirit is still tuned into God, because if it's not, it's nothing, right? Amen? It has to be the Holy, Holy Spirit this morning. He has to do the work in our hearts. I had something else I thought I wanted to say, but I, if I get back to it, I will. If not, uh, thank you all for the... Uh, the love that you've shown Angelo and his family, the passing of his mother, buried her on uh, Friday. We got his daddy here, Michael, with us. I call him Miguel because that's how it's spelled, but he goes by Michael too. So, kind of like Amadeus and Julie, same person. Uh, so, glad you're here with us, buddy, and we're praying for you. Amen. Amen. Because only God can give you the peace that you need through this time. And we do our part by loving. Amen. <clears throat> you remember what I asked you to read for this coming week? I wasn't sure we was going to go there, but I kind of felt like we might. Anybody remember? James chapter 4. We're going to hit a couple of verses in James chapter 4, but I want to recap a little bit from last week because I think the two things go together. We asked last week that question of why things are. And God gave us some scripture, didn't he? He gave us some scripture about the parable of the sower and he let us know that we're dirt. I say soil and most people don't understand it. It's S-O-I-L, soil. I think the way y'all say it, we say it's soil back home, but it's dirt, and he was talking about people, and the people are the dirt that the seed goes in. Did you know you're dirt? <laughs> and so he gave us these different dirts, and he let us know that the seed is where the power is. The power is in the seed. It's in the Word of God. It's by the anointing of God. His Word is powerful. It doesn't have to be preached to someone. It can be read out of a Bible because his word, God don't need anybody's help, so to speak. So whenever that seed falls into that dirt, if, depending on the kind of dirt it is, tells how it's going to grow. It's our question as to why sometimes things are, why we go through what we go through. And sometimes we deal with some things and God is tilling the dirt up to make it to where it can receive. That seed. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? A rough time maybe? 
Yeah, God was just getting us ready. He was tilling up the soil, the dirt. And so, I didn't touch with y'all yet Sunday morning too much. We talked about it again on Sunday night. But the one soil that I didn't talk a lot about was the, was the third kind. The one that receives the word, it does real good, it's growing, and then all of a sudden it starts getting choked. And the thing that chokes it out is what? The weeds, the sin, the cares of this world, the things of this world, all the stuff that we worry about. Worry kills faith. It's the opposite of. So we say we have faith, we can speak it, we can mean it, but if it ain't in our heart, the Lord's saying if that seed didn't get to the heart, it doesn't mean anything because the other things that we spend our mind and our time on is going to choke out that word. And what happens to the plant? It dies. But then there's a good soil that will receive the seed. Whatever the Lord has given us, we will receive it. It'll go not only in here, and it'll go through here. It don't have to do much going through here on me. And then it gets down to here. And then it grows, and it will produce a fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. That's what we looked at last week. I think this goes with it. James chapter 4. Now before we go any further, I'm going to tell you two little stories and I, so we can get our mindset right. There was a fellow that came to church. And this fellow, he never did anything wrong, according to him. And everything that worked out fine for him, he always was looking, he was always checking everybody else out, he was always using his shovel to take the seed and throw it on somebody else. So the preacher worked up a message one week and the and God just spoke to his heart and said, you know, this is for Bob. All right? And so Bob showed up to church with everybody else. And whenever the preacher brought the word, he gave it. And when Bob left, Bob wasn't mad, which was a good thing. But maybe not because Bob didn't get it. Bob walked out, shook the preacher's hand. Boy, you sure laid it on them today, didn't you, preacher? I hope they got it. Bob never did get it. So the next week came a big snow. Me and Brother Gary had been praying for snow and God answered our prayer. And the only ones that showed up was the preacher and Bob. And the preacher said, surely to goodness he's going to get it now. And he preached the word. And when he got through preaching the word, he met Bob at the back door to greet him as he goes out. Or What's it called if they're leaving? It's greeting if you come in. What's it called if you're leaving? I just threw that in it because I don't have a clue. I just said greeting. He shook his hand. And Bob said, boy, preacher, if they'd have bothered to come to church today, they sure would have got it, wouldn't they? And Bob still didn't get it. Bob Sacramento, Charlie speaking. But there's another story that goes around like this about a guy that was in a desert island he was shipwrecked. Nobody was there. It was just him. And whenever they come to get him, there was three buildings there. And in those three buildings, they asked him, they said, what's up with that? He said, well, this is my house, and this is my church, and this is the church I used to go to. He couldn't even get along with himself. You see? So what we do from this point on is don't worry about whether whoever or thus and such is here or not here so that you hope they will get it. This word today, 
I want you to repeat after me. This is for me. This is for me. Because God will worry about Bob. He'll take care of Bob. This is for me. And as I'm preaching it, I might use the word you sometimes, but just remember, it's for me. i got to rake it in too, so we're not shoveling, we're raking. This is for me because this is, has something to do with this seed, okay? Because sometimes we always, we know people who it's always somebody else's fault because whatever happened, happened. I didn't do anything wrong. It's, but it was their fault. Megan didn't tell me, and she should have told me. Well, it's Megan's fault. No, it's not Megan's fault. I need to take responsibility for my actions. So in James chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you are asking with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. How many yous did you see in there? See, the book of James gets tight on every one of us. It puts you under the microscope. And we can't hardly take and roll that off on somebody else. If we do, we are that shallow soil, that shallow dirt. The seed don't ever go in and it don't grow. Okay? And so if it don't grow, then we don't turn into what Jesus wants us to be. You see, we're a reflection of his light. Amen? Our job as Christians is to let Jesus' light shine out so that other people get to know about him, about his love for and for, uh, foremost. If it wasn't for his love, we couldn't be saved because he would have went to the garden, thought about the cross and said, nah, I ain't doing it. But he loves us and therefore he went. And so you remember them, you remember them old cars and I don't know what kind they are, but you remember watching like Andy Griffith and the shows and you had those cars with the hubcaps on them, the real shiny ones, you know, it was like that big around. It was like a big saucer on the side of the wheel and it was bowed out. And, it, you know, if you shine them up real good, you could see your picture, you know, your, your reflection in them. But if a rock hits that thing and it puts a dent in it, you notice it. It stands out. That means there's something wrong with the reflection that's there. And so the Lord's trying to take us to the place that our hubcap is right. Our faces are right. Our, the little light shining out is not distorted in any kind of way. That's what he gives us. But he says, what causes quarrels among you? Who's you? That's me. Me is you. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You see, we have desires that get in our way. When those desires get in our way with God, the second place they're going to get in the way is with each other. Okay? If you want to come in and, and have a, a conversation and sit down and talk, I don't get them too much anymore. Because everybody knows I'm going to Matthew 10. I'm going to Matthew 18. Because that's the Bible way. There's no other way to fix it. 
If Sweetie and Megan are having issues with one another, we got to do it how the Bible says rather than you coming in and me petting you and me petting you and you two never get together. That's not what the Bible teaches. So we got to do what the Bible says. And so most of the time, if you talk with somebody, the phone call or the, the sit down and the talk, well, Sweetie says, you ever notice this about Megan? And Megan just gets under my skin. I'm going to use y'all because you're my family. I can settle it up with you later. <coughs> Y'all might leave the church. <laughs> I hope not. But she'll tell me everything that's wrong with Megan. And if I go and talk to Megan, we might even be sitting in the same room. We may have actually done some Jesus work and made it to the same room to talk about it. And then I'm going to ask her and tell her she can't talk. She's had her say, now it's your turn. It's kind of like in a courtroom. And as she gets, then she starts telling me what's going on. And usually the problem is, is it because she's going to tell me everything that's wrong with her. Right? Is that how it usually goes? And if they're not truths, that's usually when they won't come to the room together. That's the ones you hear with the gossip because it's usually not a true thing. Nobody's going to stand up to somebody's face with a lie, I don't think. Maybe they would. But the next question that will come out of the pastor's mouth or anybody that's going to talk, you as a Christian, maybe you get to be involved in this because guess what? You're a Christian too. So you're supposed to do Jesus' work. Is now the next question is to ask sweetie, what did you do wrong? in this relationship with your daughter. And then she's going to get the same question. What did you do wrong with this relationship with your mother? You see, most of the time the answer is, I didn't do anything wrong. It's all her. It's all him. That might be happening in your marriage today at your house. See, this is a word for us. Right? It's for me. It's for me. Now we got some young couples in here. Mike and Michelle. It's for me. We might have another future couple in here. Maybe someday down the road. Who knows? Only God knows. But Chuck and Amatis. Charlie and Amatis. Maybe. Can I tell you something? If it ain't happened yet, it's coming. At some point, y'all got to have this conversation right here. Otherwise, there will be a wedge that will be driven until it gets dealt with. It will always be there. That's what the Bible says. I'm the messenger, and that's okay. If you can't sleep better at night blaming me, go ahead. But when you stand before Jesus, you can throw my name out there, but he'll say, I was, I was anointing him that day. And you didn't listen. You see. It's our desires that are inside of us is what causes these problems. You see, it's hard to self-examine ourselves most of the time, isn't it? It's always Bob's fault. But he tells us, he says, you, you do not have so you kill. You, des you, you're des you desire, but you do not have so you kill. 
Now, some folks, sometimes that's a literal murder. But what about this? I've got a desire. It says, you have a desire. God's talking to me. We read that as if God's talking to me. He's saying to me, you have this desire and you don't get what you're wanting and therefore you kill. Well, I've never killed nobody. You might have used this and killed some people. That's what he's talking about. It could, it could be you took a gun and shot them and they're no more. But we kill. You see, if me and Sweetie, well, it's going to be you and me now. <laughs> if me and Sweetie get, don't have, you know, we ain't seeing eye to eye. At some point, we've got to fix this. Otherwise, our desire will try to kill. And it's happening too often in America today. They kill the marriage. When we don't get our desires, we start killing on the church. Well, I thought the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It won't, but this building doesn't have to be here. The church is still going to go. The people in this building are still going to do something. You see what I'm talking about? You kill that. We can kill a ministry. You understand what I'm talking about? Because we didn't get what we want. It's our desire. That can happen. So you can't go to bed mad. Stay up for days if you got to. Because it's worth it. Because if you don't, the devil will use that and he will put a wedge that will be hard to get at. You ever been splitting wood and you get that wedge stuck and you're thinking that wood's just ready to crack? I'm going to hit it one more time and you hit it and that wedge goes about that far under the surface and it didn't crack and now it's stuck. You can't get the wedge out and you work hard to do it. That's what the point is. You're going to have to work extra hard to accomplish what you set out to do. It's because of our desires. And when we have these desires, so we kill. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Husbands, love your wives, and wives, respect your husbands. This is one of these things that we can have. You notice it don't say husbands respect your wives. It says husbands love your wives. It doesn't say wives love your husband. You should. Yeah, that's a given, but he's talking about something else here. Sweetie, can I use us for this again? <laughs> Sweetie wants to know something that I know that I can't tell her. Or she wants me to go do something that I just don't want to do or I don't have time to do, and that's wrong. I should always have time for Sweetie. But she will turn around and what she will say is this. And not only did I, the Sweetie, I've heard this in other cases, so I'm not just picking on, ladies, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but God's pointing out something to us here. The way she sees things is anything I don't do or anything that I do, it goes through the, the litmus test or the, the whole, the, it goes through the love hole. If you love me, you will. If I don't do something, then I don't love her. Or you don't love me like you used to. 
You see what I'm talking about? God is pointing to this specifically. That's why he wrote it that way. I didn't do it, he did it. There's a problem with it, talk it up with God. But he turns around and he does something that all of us guys do. When she is on our backs to carry the trash out and we're in the middle of doing something else, she wants it done now, I'll get it in a minute, or whatever it may be, Ladies, your husband looks at it this way, and this is why God put it there, so we can know that we can fight against it. And you folks that might be soon getting married, and you have just have got married, and you has been married for a long time, take this to heart. He looks at it like you don't respect him. Hello. I must have been speaking Spanish. Mikael, did you understand it? She, the hers, see it through the love angle, and the he's see it through the respect angle. I've done it. Weedie has come and given me her list of everything she's done that day, and I've been in there in the Bible. And she comes in and says, I need some help with this. And the first thing I do, you don't even respect what I do. If I'd have put a uniform on this morning, went out the door, went to an office, we didn't used to have these conversations. You understand what I'm talking about? Is this sitting in anybody else's house? Come on, don't act like it ain't at your house. Because you don't respect what I do. And she can turn around and say, well, you don't love me. This is not a literal conversation we've had, okay? I'm not pulling it out, but I, I can't pick on somebody else here. You might take it personal. Like I said, I can get her forgiveness later on. I'll give her a back rub or something like that, and we'll get along good. You better know there's truth in it because he came out of the Bible. God knows what he's talking about. And therefore, we got these desires that we need to have met, and when we don't get our way, we start killing people. We start killing relationships. We start doing all these kinds of things and God's saying it's not their problem, it's you. That's why I say we can't look around and say, boy, I wish such and such was here to hear this today because it ain't about such and such. Here's the thing. If Megan will let God do what God's going to do and Sweetie will let God do what God's going to do and they both say, it's me, God, I need you to fix me because you're talking to me, there's going to be a whole lot less friction between these two. Amen? Because God's going to do it right. He's going to shine the light on the problem. Amen. See, the struggle is not between the people, it's within the people. That's the first place it is. And most of the time, when it gets took care of here, a whole lot of the others go away. When Bob offends you, and you go to the altar and you start even on your, in your prayer closet at home or when you're driving down the road, you're lifting Bob up to Jesus. Not get him Jesus, but God help Bob to see and why you had to help me to see some more. Then something good's going to happen. And we didn't use this to create a problem that may never get fixed because we may never get back to where we need to be with God. You know, the First Baptist Church and right beside of it, if one of them caught on fire, the other one would burn down. And the free will over here because they didn't get along. Church of God, Church of God of Prophecy fought over a buck. Hello. It's in every denomination. And I say that to say this. 
is one of the places that we can get to is to know that the devil uses the same kind of tactics no matter what. Amen? If he's going to do it on me and sweetie who are the most intimate other than with me and Jesus, he's going to do it on any other relationship we have inside the church. We start doing what God wants to do. We're going to fight some battles. If we go into it like this, like he said, God, look at me, help me see me, and I'm going to let them worry about them, eventually we're going to get on the right path. Amen? The first time you see it work out, the second time it's a little easier to trust it. Amen? Hey, my back's starting to loosen up. Enemy didn't want this message coming out this morning, but he don't win, Jack. You remember the hubcap I told you about? The shiny hubcap off of the 47 DeSoto? The big, I don't know. I don't know my cars that well. That sounded cool. I, but I don't know if it was like that. Brother Gary, some of you guys know. You remember the cars I'm talking about? had the big hubcaps. And when they shined up, you know, they put your eye out. The sun hits them right. But when they get a dent in them, you notice it right now. You see, James... Over in James chapter 1, verse 23, it says, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. You see, hand me my Bible, sweetie. I can't hold this up because it don't have the same odd thing. Thank you. This is the mirror. Whoops. That's I dropped Pete. I ain't picking you up yet, Pete. I'll have to get you later. This is the mirror. Friends, I'm going to tell you today, when we have these, these issues and things going back, it's a good possibility that there's something going on that we ain't spending maybe the time and the word that we should. We may not be spending the time in prayer that we should. Because when we spend time with our Heavenly Father, and we He, sh he holds the mirror up for us to look at. You see, we... We always are looking for somebody else to do it. Now, if you're waiting for me to hold the mirror up, you have an out because now you don't have to face God. I preached this message this morning, and it might just go that who does he think he is? But you don't realize it's God. That's the out that we have. You understand what I'm talking about? Because now we can blame the person. We don't have to look at the word of God. Well, he said this, and I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> if it's in the Bible, we've got to agree with it. Amen? Because his word, this is the mirror. And this mirror will show us all the dents in our hubcaps. It will show them to us. And now we have to let the Lord fix us. Sometimes we get awful prideful. Sometimes we get so prideful that that... Who are you to tell me? We always hear that one, don't we? Who do you think you are? Who are you to judge me? It's not a judgment. God's showing us something. And that's who he wants us to be. We can walk out of here today and never let this word get inside of our hearts. Life is still going to go on, by the way. Had you never said yes to Jesus and gotten saved, life will still go on. You might be lived to be 102 and die lost. You may have had plenty of money, a big company, or you may have been a bum on the street. That doesn't matter. You'd still be lost. We have to let God's word come into our hearts.
This is one of these words that's got to come into here and it's got to get in the heart and then it's got to grow. Let's read that scripture again. What causes fights among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. They don't come from, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire and do not have, so they kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. The reason we're quarreling and fighting is because we ain't getting what we want. Then tell what it says. Did I, did I read that right? You quarrel and fight because you're not getting what you want. You do not have because you do not ask God. You see, we spend time asking other people what their opinions are and ask them what they think rather than asking God. We have to ask God what He thinks. Sometimes we got some wants going on inside of us that are fleshly wants and God says no. Sometimes we might ask for healing in our bodies and God says no. If I rescue them from this, and we don't know, God's got his reasons for doing, but this is just one to think about. Maybe he's saying, I need their soul first. See, healing them is not going to mean anything. Maybe I need their soul first. And so the answer is no. We've got to want what God wants. That's how you pray amiss. I think the King James says you have not because you ask not. You want these things, but you pray amiss. You want your own desires. Why? So you can do what you want to do. That's what the Word is talking about here. So that we can spend them on our own pleasure, so that we can feed the flesh. And the next thing you know, we got trouble in happy land. Trouble in happy land. But He gives us that mirror. We've got to take this mirror and hold it up. This morning, my job is to hold the mirror up or to help you to hold the mirror up. I ain't at your house. I ain't in your heart. I ain't in your mind. I don't know. But God is. And so he says, give this. So I give this. And a whole lot of trouble goes away when we just start taking care of our own house. Amen? Amen. I'm going to leave you with this. We talked about the conflicts. That just has bothered me. I got to pick that up. Thirsty. You want to go really to the core of the problem and the root of the problem? It ain't because sweetie is selfish, it is somewhat. Let me finish. Let me finish. Some minds just cut off and you're going to go out of here and I'm going to be in trouble with y'all instead of my wife. It partly is, but some of it's on me too. Because I like my way. And then when we get God's place, you know, the real problem that's happening most of the time when we're at button heads with one another. Are you ready for another truth? The real conflict is with God. So it's easier to get mad at the preacher, the Sunday school teacher, or the brother who just happens to love you and wanted to give you some truth so that you could grow out of the mess that you're in 
if I blame you, Brother Eddie, I don't have to face God in my mind. That's where we warped it. That's where the devil gets in. If it's Eddie that did it, then I'm free not to face God. You see what I'm talking about? You want to know where the real crux of the problem is? It starts out with your issue with God. When he says you can't have or you shouldn't have, I got this in store for you. That's his word. We don't like that sometimes. But he changes not, so it's not going to change. The only thing that will change is us, the heart. So is the seed going to fall on hard ground? A knothead like me? Or is the seed going to fall somewhere because today I feel like worshiping Jesus, today I feel like this is going to happen, today I want some of God, and before you get to the car, the enemy has come and stole that seed away. It never got into our hearts, it never got to the place it could change us. You see what I'm talking about? So these two, the soil, the dirt, and this word here, they go hand in hand. This is for me. Amen? Amen. This is for me. If you'll stand to your feet, they're going to play some music. Somebody, you want to play some music, brother? Don't you just love it when the Holy Spirit says, let's do it my way? I know this morning that it's not shouting time. But if we got a problem with God, shouting is the least thing we need. Amen? If you've got an issue with somebody that you need to go home and pick up the phone and make a call or maybe go out and eat or maybe meet at this altar, it may be at this altar, then take care of it. Because James gets real. James grew up with Jesus. He saw the real deal. James saw a whole lot of hypocrisy in the things that was called the churches that was growing, the people in Jerusalem. James saw this stuff. And the Holy Spirit said, I need you to write about that. And so he writes about it. And we pick out our little pet verses, you know. We like our pet verses that helps us. And that's okay. But we got to take the whole Bible in its context. And right here, James is getting very real with you and me. Once again, this is for me. And you got something you need to settle up with the Lord this morning? Humble yourselves and walk on up to this altar and kneel down and talk to Him about it. If there's somebody in this room that you need to talk with, maybe they don't even know what in the world is going on. But God does and the devil does. That's that wedge that's down in the wood. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior because you feel you've got to give something up because of Him, well, that's probably so. But He's got your best in mind. But I can promise you what He has in store. Eye has not seen nor ear heard or entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store for us. It's time to make it right. It's time to make it right. So I'm going to ask you to come this morning. This is not to pray for Bob or the, your neighbor or somebody else like that, no. 
You let the Holy Spirit do His work because we get in the way sometimes. Let's let Him do the work and work on our hearts. If you'll come, I'm going to lead the way because I need to talk to Him about this. He's been working with me all week long over this. If you've held the same way, come and join me in prayer this morning.